Hi there, welcome back to the Broadway show Uncut, and it's a good one. I'm Tamson Fidel, thanks for being with us. Days of Wine and Roses comes to Broadway this winter. The new musical starring two of Broadway's greatest, Kelly O'Hara and Brian Darcy James. It's based on a 1958 teleplay and a 1962 film about a marriage destroyed by alcoholism. The new musical features an incredible score. Here's Paul Wontorek chatting with Kelly O'Hara and Brian Darcy James. I like seeing you two together. I mean, I first saw you together, what was that? 2002, right? Sweet Smell of Success. You weren't the love story in Sweet Smell no. of Success. No, we did intersect though a lot because our characters definitely were, um, you know. Uh, in cahoots. Yeah, it were, were, had an effect on the story, but yeah. Yeah. We weren't the, we weren't the primary uh, relationship. But it's funny because, you know, I knew both of you at that time. You were both these up and coming, wannabe Broadway stars. Look at you now, 26 credits, I counted, 26 credits, and this is the the second together, right. the second of, of those credits, and you've done so much, and what, I mean, is it crazy to think back to what you were like then, and do you remember first meeting each other? And Yes, I, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Was it for that show that you met? Yeah, when I met you. Yeah, yeah. I'd seen him in, in Andrew Lippitt's Wild Party, but then I, when I was called back, for, when I auditioned for Susan for Sweet Smell, I got called back and had a work session with him, and I remember that very well. Yeah. I, he doesn't I, remember? I, no, I do. do no, I, was, I was debating whether I should tell the story about, about the eyes. I, I think this is kind oh. of funny. So I had been working on this for a while. And uh, Kelly came in and auditioned, and we read together. And everybody at the table, behind the table, were looking at, you know, like, who were they going to cast? And then Kelly O'Hara walks in, and, and they were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We have, to, we have to wrap her up. We have to just get her in. We have to just make sure she can do this. And meanwhile, I've been doing workshops and I'm like, uh, hey, uh, how about me? I'd like to get wrapped up as well. <laughs> but they were right, they were right. Yeah, they took you for granted. Yeah, no, they did. <laughs> Ultimately, they made, they made a good choice. But, uh, but yeah, I was, I was like, well, yeah, of course, that's, yeah. That's okay. nice. But it must be awesome to now be able to be in a place where you can develop an amazing show like Days of Wine and Roses. And I mean, because you've been actually working at the, on this together for a while, right? Yeah, I mean, it came, we, the, the idea came right after Sweet Smell of Success. Wow. So because that, of her, because of her. Because you right. dreamt this up. Well, I, I wanted to work with him again. Um, the arrow was right. That show shuddered too soon. Um, I, I met right after that, I met Adam and Craig working on the Light in the Piazza out in Sundance. And that kind of score, that kind of music was really speaking to me. And I was putting it all together. And yeah, I, I knew the movie. I, I, I love the movie for some reason. And I thought it would be a good, weird, operatic, dark, artsy version um, to write it for Brian and for me. And it, things take a while. Or things happen when they're supposed to, maybe. You can look at mm -hmm. it that way. But yeah, I mean, that was, that, that's a long stretch. 29 years. <laughs> <laughs> How incredible that like, I'm sure over all those years you like see each other and it's like, Taste of Wine and Roses, we're gonna do this someday. And now you're finally at that point, it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it, it makes it actually um, super special in that way because you realize, the, the, you just never know what's gonna happen down the road. You don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, let alone 20 years from, from you know, today. So to be able to actually be doing this, um, having done it once already at the Atlantic, and then all of a sudden we're doing it on Broadway, <laughs> it, not only is it this amazing fulfillment of this idea that Kelly had, but, but now it's this big, big 
incredible group of people that are putting on this, this Broadway show. Yeah. That to me is really, really special and I, and I, I really feel um, excited and grateful and uh, astounded by that actually. And you are stuck still in the late 50s. I mean, Swedish Mom Success was basically the same time period, 57, 58. And you can almost imagine, you know, so much of Sweet Smell Success took place in the nightclub yeah. scene. You can picture like Joe and Kirsten, your characters, and Wine and Rose is like in the background of a absolutely, scene, right? At the, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Joe, good time. I'm sure, was a huge fan of J.J. Hunsaker reading that column and just being, you know, a wordsmith and being in advertising and marketing and press, you know, public relations. They're, they're kind of cut from the same cloth, Sydney and Joe, in that sense. But uh, yeah, same era. For era, sure. yeah. Kind of revisiting, sort of something, bookending it, if you will. But who knows? You know, it's it's kind of an interesting journey. Do you consider this a love story, Days of Wine and Roses? Oh yeah, absolutely. Talk well, about multifaceted. This. Yeah, I mean, huge love story. I mean, a, but there's also a, a a devastating love story with alcoholism. Of, you know, it, that being that third partner, um, and in in its different shapes you know throughout the show which is really hard you know and uh, a parent-child story it, there, there's a lot but there's love is always at the core of everything and the pain of love is probably the, the main focus in this show the pain of those loves and how love is not always we put love up as this like wonderful thing but there's also so much pain in it whenever there's it rips love apart because of the love of something else and I don't know it's 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 very human I know that very much. I can feel it all the time. No matter what your relationship is to this theme, it, it just strikes us all. You know, it, we'll each have our own connection to it. Um, and that's, that's hard to, to undertake um, and, and beautiful at the same time, because these things need to be explored. And obviously this is a story that was first dreamt up in the 50s. It's so relevant. I mean, you didn't have to set it as a period piece. It could be at any time. And right now on the news, you know, all, I feel like all we see is the statistic. Two thirds of families are affected by addiction. And um, did you, what kind of reactions did you experience when you did this show off Broadway? Uh, were you hearing from people? What, what was it like sort of putting it in front of audiences today? A lot of new audiences don't necessarily know the movie. It was, it was, it was a while back. Yeah, you ask if, you, if we, we heard from people, we heard from people during the show. People are very invested in, in the, uh, the trajectories of these characters in terms of their success and, and or failure, so that when they make bad decisions, it, the, the investment in the characters is such that you actually hear people say, oh, oh, no, like literally saying, no, no, don't, don't do that, don't. Mm -hmm don't make that decision. Um, so that is a very powerful thing. I've never really quite experienced that before. Um, not to say that it's like a, a, a raucous kind of reaction, but you can just, you can hear them breathing with you and participating in a way that is very, very, very uh, immediate and visceral. That's right, yeah. um, so that's, that's a, a very moving thing. And it, it, it's, it's, a, a, it's a great kind of bed of soil, if you will. It's a terrible analogy, but it, it's just a, it, it makes us feel like this is the place where, where, these, where this story is going to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was always um, really curious as a person who loves to study and, and know people and understand them and try to observe them. How many times people, how many people were, had a cathartic and sort of validating experience watching this show? And then those who, the, the thoughts now begin the people who weren't quite ready for this show or didn't it hit them in a, in a place where 
um, they'll probably go off and think about it some more. Um, but what was quite beautiful to me would be to walk out the door and have someone sort of slip by me and say, thank you, 23 years sober, and keep walking. And, and I could feel that it, they felt understood, they felt hurt, heard, and they felt, felt validated. Because when you can sit outside of a story and watch it happening in front of you, you can sit there and judge, well, that's not me, um, and feel so relieved by that. But you can also say, hmm, that's a good lesson for me. Um, so I think people, like I said, they take whatever they take from their own connection. And there is a connection usually always. Characters have a lot of highs and lows in the show. There's a lot of joy in the show. There's a lot of uh, beautiful connection between your characters. I'm assuming you had a level of trust just because of your long friendship that made all of that work easier. Yeah, I'll just say something really quick. I, I feel like that is something that, that can be assumed and you hope for it. Yeah. And the, the, the fact is you never really know. And one of the things that's been I, I thought I knew, you know, with the idea of all this, but nobody really knows what you're getting into until you start diving deeply into mm -hmm. it. And I, I've really pinched myself at how right it was to think that this was going to be a safe and, and very deep uh, experience um, because it's, it's far exceeded my expectations um, to feel so safe. Uh, we, Brian and I have been friends, our, you know, our, our spouses know each other, we've seen each other, we've, we've sung together, we've done different things. You don't know, even with a friendship, to go so deeply into something together. Um, it's, it's been wildly satisfying and so comforting. He's, you know, it, it is a place that needs great, it's very fragile and very vulnerable and it, um, it needs great care. And I, do, I feel really safe. And I mean, I hope you feel the same way. Likewise, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, just to add to that, we've done it already in, in, a, in a capacity, in a full capacity, in the sense that we've, we had a chance to kind of plumb the depths of it and figure out what the emotional terrain is and what the, the piece is asking of us and of the audience. So we have all that information now um, as a show, but also we have that information in terms of what we have to do as actors to, to figure out you know, where does my character need to be at this point, but also where we need to be in terms of uh, expressing that and, and figuring out the relationship and what it's gonna require. So all that information is just such a, such a gift to be able to apply that knowledge to this version where hopefully we'll be able to actually go deeper and, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and you know, expand and build on that trust and just kind of venture forth into the darkness, really. Yeah. But I'm, I'm finding in this, this, we already did the version where you're going into, you know, from a craft sense and, and a research sense of what the subject matter is and how our tech, technical aspects of things take us. What I'm finding in the last few days, in the last week or so, is, is there's some more joy. There's like a different, you know, we get through life with these things we go through with a lot of laughter and joy. And I'm also finding that now we're gonna add the layers of even more human, like real human protective mechanisms, which where's the laughter, where's the, where's the physicality that's maybe a little stronger than it was because we were, um, you know, we build on these things. It's not gonna be the same as it was last spring. It's gonna be an added several layers, and, and I, I, I think. Um, but it, it's wildly satisfying to, to feel like um, 
you know, people say, how do you choose this role? Well, we, we, I, I'm speaking for myself. You choose blindly. I think I can do that. I think I can. You, you know, but you don't really know because I've never played such a thing. And then you go in, you're like, okay, I feel safe to try. I could fall on my face today or I could just not connect or whatever it is. But that's the joy of it. It's almost like it's been a class. It's been another bit of, of evolution and, and education for me. Yeah. That's what I love about both your careers. You've been able to do so many interesting things. I mean, when I look at your resume, it blows my mind what, what, I've, what I've seen you do. It must be exciting to dig into something meaty like this. I'm so happy that there's a place for this level of musical drama still, when, when I feel like so many shows are looking to give people joy and you know, sort of the glitter and the confetti. <laughs> yeah. but, but I'm so happy that there's a place for this level of I don't know, just gravitas. Yeah, I think there's room for that. And, yeah. and that's what makes us unique as a show. And, and we're really proud of that. And it's, it's, um, it is, I think there's always room for that. Yeah. Because, because as long as something is impactful, then you're gonna feel like, ah, that's why I came. And, and this show, I think, really, really is impactful. Um, no matter how you look at it, as a, as a, in, in any capacity, whatever, whatever your vantage point is coming into it, you're gonna see a very human drama mm -hmm. play out right before you that is full, full of just complete intoxicating joy and also just super, super harrowing challenges. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, that's what you want, I think. And I love that you're playing Studio 54, which is probably the Broadway venue that's had the most alcohol consuming. <laughs> that's true. I mean, it's literally like, you were like, which venue should yeah. Days of Wine and Roses? Yeah. Kind of crazy. It's it true. is crazy when you think about place. what's been ha what's happened in that place. Yeah. What's your uh, favorite thing about working with each other? Kind of an obvious question. <laughs> oh boy, favorite thing. Um, uh, just maybe comfort level. Just like just yeah. I mean, that, I'm a boring answer. Comfort but also level. Just, yeah. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? I, I said. Well, I don't want to say that out loud. Um, but we're pretty, we're pretty sane, like you know, like in ge in general. But so that there, there. <laughs> I mean, congratulations. <laughs> no, I mean, I just in a world of like in this very, very strange world that we're in, and, and in the room, and trying to find and everything, we're you know we're we're going into places that that feel very different from us. Um, but I was also gonna. What I was gonna say is, you're you're such a goofball. Yeah, like I think you come humor, off like I think maybe both both of us come off a little bit. Like someone the other day said something like, "Oh, I thought you were more like Mary Poppins or something." <laughs> I said that it was such a strike, and because you don't really people don't really know who you are. And, yeah. But we have to be really who we are because we just have to get this done. We have to go in there. The main thing that comes out in these moments of great weirdness is just goof. I mean, we have to be so. You know, yeah, especially, especially playing drunk, which is a, you know, actors love to kind of, you know, we get in that some people overdo it and everything. Really what you have to what find is the, what? What are you saying? Yeah, well, um, no, <laughs> but you have to find the loose, the looseness. Yeah. And what comes out of that is, is goofiness yeah. um, at times, which mm. totally elevates the room, the mood. It, it, breaks, the, it breaks the ice. Um, you're just a goofball. Yeah, I am. So, I mean, I think also because of the nature of the of the story, it, yeah. it just requires so much. Like, oh, that that I think it does elevate that potential for if you have that in you. You know, I think we all do it in the room to to a great degree. So, I mean, that's helpful. I mean, imagine imagine if it was always like, 
please don't talk to me. I have to be. Well, then, and there, there is, there, there are those experiences. I've had them. It, it, and, it, it can work, but it, it certainly yeah. probably doesn't make for a great. I mean, I studied that. Like, I could see where I'd be like, I'm Kirsten now, and you know, I. That's what I. The method, but the fact that we can go, just go, and I know that this is brought. You know, it's it's almost like a combination of reality and. That's what I love about it. Mm. There's so much of, a, of us in it with, while telling the story that is wildly not us. Um, and I, it, to case in point, after the show, we would const I would constantly get, are you two okay? Like, how, are you okay? And I was on top of the world. I was like, I'm, not only am I okay, but I feel more connected with the work that I've been trying to, to learn to do, and I'm learning every night more and more. I feel like this is, you know, such a, great opportunity, so no, yeah, I'm okay. But I love that, that, that we went so in there that, that it was believable, you yeah. know. Do you share in that, you have the high of the, of the art, of the experience? Yeah, and it's very satisfying to, to feel like you've been asked to climb a mountain every night and, and also be entrusted to do that by Adam and mm -hmm. Craig and mm -hmm. Michael. I mean, these, these incredible artists who, who are trying to create this world and they're asking us to do that and to walk out and feel like, you know, I, I may not reach the top, but at least I'm, at least I'm in it. And, and yeah, I think that's what you want as an actor to be able to kind of be given a chance to, to exercise all of your abilities and, and, and hope to feel a modicum of, of um, achievement in, in doing that. I do want to ask you one quick question about the score, Adam, Adam Gettle's score. I love jazz-based Broadway scores, and I just love sort of like getting lost in that music. And your voices are like instruments in, the, in this beautiful symphony. It's, what's, it, what's it been like learning the score and getting to perform it every night? I mean, what's funny, what's interesting, about, I, I sometimes think, well, what must have people thought when they heard Sondheim the very first time? I don't know. I don't know what that is. I can't. I can't get my head around that. And any musician, that's all they want to do. They want to do Sondheim. They want to sing Sondheim. They want to sing Adam Gettle. You know, when I talk to young students, they want to sing from Floyd and Myths and Hymns. We wish there was more of it. We constantly say that. Light in the Piazza. And one of the things that is interesting from our when we go into it, at first you don't you don't understand it. You don't hear it. And then you see how. Every single thing is so specifically chosen to match an emotion. Adam, that's how Adam writes as he puts himself in there. And that's, you can tell that he's done it on himself. And so you're not gonna sing something over here just for art's sake. No, it's all about emotion. And there's even songs where we feel very vulnerable singing them. And I realize they're in the most vulnerable part of the show. That's a very tough thing for a singer to let, for me, to let go of is, but I wanna feel good singing this. Well, she doesn't feel good. I had that a lot as Clara in The Light in the Piazza, too. Um, or even, t sorry to interrupt, but even technically speaking, in the most vulnerable places in our, in, our, oh, in our voices. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't feel great about the technical aspect of it. And then I kind of think, well, son of a bee, it's on purpose, you know? It's, you just swore. I did, I said bee. You just swore. Um, oh I know, what a, you're a crazy girl, Kelly. Um, <laughs> No, I bet you know, and then and the thing, the thing to couple it with Craig, who he in this Craig writes so richly, but in this package of simplicity. Yeah. So like he'll add a word, and I'm for this version, you know, he's like, I just want to add that word in there, and then I'll think about it overnight, and I'll be like, 
you just I got we got to talk about this because you just changed the whole story. You just you just made a whole different past for me. So that's so you couple it with that, and then you get this rich thing where people said, well, what's it like doing this show? Well, it's like getting on a train that's already has the gas or whatever to run, and if you just get on it and you yeah. invest in it, the work is done. The stop. You don't have to add anything. You don't have to try so hard. Um, that's the big lesson in growing up and being a little older for me. Like I could play Clara now, you know, from The Light in the Piazza, mm -hmm. I think far m more appropriately than maybe I did when I was in my 20s because the work was done. And I was, do this in an acting class. And my research tells me, no, it's trust it. Trust mm -hmm. the work, open yourself, open up, feel safe, have a partner. And do and because it's those two particular people in on this subject matter, we got to trust that the work is right there, ready for us. That's that's how I feel. I, I fight this battle of being so in awe of what what's being asked of me in a score um, that I, it's it's almost a problem because it gets in the way, and so I've had to kind of figure out how to actually um, have those feelings which are there. But then take it apart and just say, this is something I have to do and I have to do for myself and figure out a way that I can wrestle it to the ground and kind of own it as my own. And, and that is a, and, and with this music is, is such a, a never ending exploration because it really is so rich and so complex and, and simple and all, everything. And so it's this, I've never been more challenged uh, as a singer to be able to kind of a rise to the the level at which Kelly is able to deliver this. I mean that, and and I I say that to you not to embarrass you, but we're I think we're different kinds of singers, and so um, and I think Adam knows that, and he's he's able to kind of just make sure that everybody's been given the things yeah. that they can do and do really well. Um, everyone wants this to succeed, you know. Um, so so. I think great composers and great authors are, are work with the people that they're working with to kind of just make sure that everything is happening in, uh, in synchronicity. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Pod. Until next time, I'm Tamsin Fidel, and this is The Broadway Show Uncut. Uncut.